What's going on, everybody? This is Tyler here to give you the fourth and final podcast of this COVID-19 versus sports series that I've been doing. This episode is going to serve as a part two of sorts to the third episode in which we talked about the aspects of professional sports that have been affected by the pandemic, what we lost out in between the NHL and NBA, and what the NFL and MLB's decisions to do going forward could mean for sports as well as the future of this all. So as usual, let's roll the intro and get right into it. On his second straight in overtime, Salcido down the alley, to the middle, Tromboli in traffic, shoots! The freshman, his career start, 12-11 the final. Wow! Seven seconds left. Stotts is going to have to let it fly. He checks the clock. Rice with one. Oh! It's over! Rice to Donahue! Ball game! Gate behind the back and the shot to go by Greg Burns. And get the assist to Paul Gate with a nice behind the back pass to Burns. Quick feed. Oh, what a play! <laughs> Miles Thompson, the catch and behind the back release. It's unbelievable. Here we are, another episode of the BTB pod and the final episode of this four-part series. We left off talking about the NFL, which is in a unique position because it's had no events of any kind besides the draft impacted by the pandemic and had yet to even have training camp begin. It's sort of the last of the major sports to really see what the deal is. So like we mentioned in part one, the NFL is set to release the team's schedules soon there have been no other statements regarding a plan for the season. The league's offices have been running through contingency plans, however, detailing scenarios like playing with partially filled stadiums or full stadiums or even empty stadiums. They've also looked into potentially shortened schedules, which would most likely mean a later start, as well as holding games in select stadiums or rescheduling games, presumably to avoid the areas in which the virus is the hottest, places like California, New York City, and others. One aspect of the NFL's plan that I think remains the most essential is training camp. Typically held throughout most of July and into August, these practices are essential for rookies to get their reps, for players to get into game speed and game shape, and more importantly, to cut the roster down nearly 40 players to fit the 52-man roster requirement. Similar to comments that have been made by NBA coaches like James Borrego of the Charlotte Hornets and NBA players like Chris Paul, the president of the Players Association, they're saying that players would need at least two to three weeks or multiple weeks to get ready to play in games if the NBA was to be set on that track. I believe it's no different for the NFL. Training camp is a must-happen before any league games can go down, and if the NFL is set to start when it normally would, as of right now, you'd be looking at the July-August time frame, like I mentioned. Consider that the Little League World Series was just canceled the other day, and that tournament takes place between August 20th and the 30th. If an event that far down the road isn't going to be held, with kids nonetheless who aren't nearly as susceptible to the disease as other demographics, then why would adult men in their 20s and 30s undoubtedly have to make con- undoubtedly having to make contact with one another due to this sport be something that gets put through the works. The contrary to that, of course, is 
The, Le- the Little League World Series is a global event, with teams coming in from all over, but also because they have to hold upwards of 84 regional tournaments to crown champions of each state in the U.S., as well as regions in other countries, and that is why it's not happening, and to be frank, that is more so exactly why, given the president of Little League Baseball, Stephen Keener, said so in his public statement he made on Facebook Live. I still think that with that in mind, the NFL has a very, very tricky situation on its hands. The National Football League, after all, could arguably, by our society standards, be deemed an essential service, and there's no doubt in my mind that the pressure is mounting on the league's shoulders because they know, for one, how much money they bring in every season, two, how insane fans are about the sport, and three, the shortness of the season to begin with. Now, they did add another game this year, 17 games, and they expanded the playoff picture, and so this is a year they'd be very much looking forward to in seeing how those new additions play out and how it interacts with fans and how uh, it sort of plays into the more entertainment value of the league. But still, we all know, watching our favorite teams every week, that this season flies by, and a shortened season an abbreviated one of maybe 10 games or or nine or something in that range um, is, is also tough. And so a very calculated response has to be made because if it's announced at the start of the summer, as soon as a month from now, that you would more likely see the MLB make their decision shortly after. And then the NBA as well, who has their summer and development league, which is also important to teams, similar to that of training camp. And because their games also begin in September, And most importantly, it would be the decision that the NFL makes for the fans that would drive the future of sports and the rest of the league's decisions as well. If no fans were allowed in the stands at these NFL contests, then more than likely, no other sports would allow that to happen either. If by then they can implement a model of testing every player every day, then I don't think there'd be much pushback on that. If the players are safe, then there's no issue. I truly believe that the right choice is to have no fans at any sporting event. It's simply too early to be deciding something of that magnitude for the public. And I don't care that this is all down the road in a month or two months or three months time. If there's any room for error, that error being a relapse of sorts, which is by no means an exaggeration, then it would doom the country in so many ways. And that's not the risk you want to take over tossing around some pigskin. Surely the country could use football. Everyone staying in to watch games every Sunday, Monday nights, Thursday nights would be great. But who are the ones actually being put onto the field, in public, in contact with other people other than their families? That's the players. Many are doing what they can with fundraising and getting money towards what's important right now, and that's COVID-19 relief. It's admirable. Like I said, the draft raised upwards of $100 million dollars. But are they fans of a timely start? I'm sure they'd kill to be out on the field as soon as possible. But with all that's happening, shouldn't they have a say in who's getting put out on the field? Because it's them. Von Miller, about a month ago or so, was the third and most recent NFL player to test positive for the coronavirus. In a New York Times article, he stated that the NFL should use caution when deciding to play games, even if they are in an empty stadium, quoted as saying, We shouldn't move too fast. Just do whatever is safe, he says. 
whatever is safe, that would always be our first precaution to do whatever is safe, whatever we have to do to get things back to normal. That's what we should do. And that's not a diplomatic answer. He's right. It's a huge next step in the world of sports. While we're on the topic of the summer, even though this could have been fit into the high school or college episodes of this series, I think it's still good to address now than never at all. And that's the topic of summer sports. Sports for high school kids, college kids, etc. The AAU circuit for basketball is massive and plays a huge role in recruiting players and developing players, which plays into the idea of specialization that we're seeing in today's world. You have elite 11 camps for the football, which plays a great factor in recruiting and scouting the top high school quarterback talent in the country as well as wide receivers. There's summer baseball, which is huge, and the Cape Cod League that's held there is chock full of top college players in the country. It's been around since 1885 and features 10 teams. I'm not quite sure it's ever been canceled before. Uh, However, that's hanging in the balance as well. They play for crowds, they have broadcasts, it draws a following. Uh, It's huge. Similarly, you have Legion Baseball in New York State, which has a season over the summer. Um, You've got high school lacrosse club teams and tournaments that, similar to AAU, are a large part of the recruiting process and getting exposure for players over the summer. You have the Maverick Showtime Showcase for lacrosse that brings in the top players around the country in all four of the high school classes, freshman through senior. And every year that helps players get recruited to the top colleges in the country and get exposure they need, something they may not get at just their high school. And that's the place to be if you're a college coach. Amongst most sports, between prospect days, scouting, recruiting, etc., it's what pays tons of assistant coaches and staff members on respective sports teams. I know my brother, he just finished his second year of grad school as an assistant coach for a college lacrosse team, and he spent his entire summer in 2019 literally every week either coaching a team or out at recruiting events all over the Northeast and even out West at one point. It's a huge moneymaker, like most things in youth sports are now, but nonetheless, these events are also driving sources of income for people whose jobs are seasonal with their sport. Tie that in with the problem that coaches are having with scholarships and teams bringing players back because of the NCAA ruling that gave an extra year of eligibility to those who want it, and you're really going to foul up athletics in college for years to come. Now to go beyond football, the NFL, and the United States, this pandemic is impacting global sports, namely the Olympics, which just six days ago it was announced that if the virus's wrath was to continue into 2021, the Olympic Games would be canceled, according to the Tokyo 2020 president. The Games are currently scheduled to start on July 23, 2021, having already been postponed a year amid the virus outbreak. This would be the strongest statement on canceling the Olympics and Paralympics from the organizers, who have routinely said that they're focusing on plans to hold the Olympic Games. In an interview, President Yoshiro Mori justified the possibility by saying that, quote, the Olympics were canceled in the past for problems like war. We are fighting against an invisible enemy now. It's an obvious decision to make, as the Olympics quite literally features people from the entire world, nearly almost every country, and not to mention thousands of fans amongst the city and around the Olympic Village. 
Of course, a year from now is much more different time frame than the scenario with the United States leagues, and it's certainly possible that the games could go on, with the possibility of no fans definitely in the minds of the organizers, which would completely eliminate what could only be a minimal risk factor at that time in July of 2021, depending on how well the suppression of this virus It's already a unique circumstance with the games happening in an odd year, and that has never been delayed in such a drastic way ever before either. The games have only been canceled three other times, and like President Maury stated before, was due to the world wars in 1916, 1940, and 1944. Ironically, Tokyo was the city to host the 1940 Olympics, and now 80 years later, it might not get the chance either. Not to mention the financial burden the Olympics causes a city to carry, building arenas and facilities, etc., only now for them to possibly not even be utilized. But to build off that idea of not getting the chance, quickly, think about the athletes. It would be a true tragedy if the Olympic Games were to be canceled. You talk about a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to qualify and make the USA Olympic team the highest of honors, and the hardest feat to pull off. This is an event that individuals practice for, train for, put their life into, and then to not get that chance to compete? For some, it may be the only time they're good enough. Others, it could have been their very last go-around, no ifs, ands, or buts. And no matter how you slice it, it's completely heartbreaking and frustrating in the fact that not only do you not get to compete, but it's four years until you could even think about that possibility again. And I think that this puts into more of a perspective of how influential this virus has been on the world, financially, socially, politically, and obviously with entertainment and sports. But how we handle these unprecedented times, which is a word I never thought I'd hear so many times in a two-month period, but it's in these times that It's going to decide how we function as a society for the next time something of this magnitude happens. And it also decides how quickly we will come back from the current madness that we're in. One wrong choice, one reopening too soon, and we'll only make the problem worse. And that's not to say people are breaking the vow to stay inside and stay away from others and away from large gatherings, because for some reason, that's still going on. But to state the obvious, sports leagues, just like going to hang out with your best friends around a campfire at night to break the tension of boredom, those things don't need to happen. At least this early enough. I hate to beat a dead horse with reiterating these points over and over, but it's true. What the MLB and NFL do in the near future will have ramifications on not only the public's health, but sports moving forward, and in turn will continue to influence decisions that people make. Because if small crowds are allowed at sporting events, people are going to think that going out in public is okay because there probably won't be that many other people there anyway. And we're already seeing that happening now. It's frustrating. But if people see the strict attitude that sports leagues take, and there are no fans allowed for the NFL season, for an example which is so far down the road, then maybe it will trickle down and make the masses realize that they too need to be strict and keep following these stay-in-place instructions because if the long-term goal that's in mind with sports uh, and the safety of the population, then they should take that into account too. 
Another reason it would be foolish for an early start with fans allowed, etc., is if you saw a case arise because of the interactions just by chance, or that, just like I mentioned prior to this tangent, that the idea of letting fans in would encourage people to go about their business because they think things are okay, and you saw cases rise from that as well, pro leagues would be endlessly ridiculed, and then what kind of position does that put owners or players in who maybe weren't in agreement with that decision? On top of the animosity that the public might have towards them for seeming greedy or selfish, that they just want to play their precious little sport when more pressing things are going on, is just awkward. If you were to then have owners or players not in harmony about this decision for one reason or another, then that would only further complicate things by also having awkward tension there. And the whole damn thing is blown up even more. And on top of that all, the virus would still be among us, and it's a lose-lose situation, no matter how you look at it. And again, that's something we simply don't need. But with that being said, I'm going to bring this discussion to an end. There's not much else to talk about, quite frankly, and not much more information to go over. It's mostly speculation and playing it by ear, at least with the MLB and NFL for now. But in the meantime, if you can't already tell how I feel, please stay socially distant, keep your errands strictly for necessary reasons, and do your part. We all want to get out of this as soon as possible. I know that. Believe me, I want to. And as we continue to ride this out, I hope you enjoyed these podcasts as well as the others in this series, taking a look at sports on every level and how they've been blindsided by an unforeseen Khalil Mack that was the coronavirus. Like my New York Governor Cuomo said, it's not easy times that create tough people. It's only hard times that do. Keep pushing on, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed a different take on sports for me and sort of stepping away from lacrosse for a moment to look at the bigger picture. I'll see you all next time, probably once the PLL figures out what it's doing. But as for now, catch you all later. Peace.